0: Email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode of Bite Me, we are talking about vinaigrette and in more than one way, to finish off your beautiful summer salads. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. And who am I? You ask? I am your host, Marge, and I just want to say thank you for being here. I really appreciate you've taken time out of your schedule to listen to me talk about one of my favorite topics, edibles. So before we get into it today, I just want to say that your girl Marge has been recently nominated well i should say the podcast generally has been nominated by com as one of the 20 top edibles podcasts for the year 2021 and look at that what a distinction that i can now make and it's not even halfway through the year i mean that was really great news when i got that notification from the CBDvious or CBDvious folks, I was pretty happy to see that because I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this podcast and I haven't recognized in such a way really is meaningful. So I will link to that article in the show notes. I will say a lot of the other edibles podcasts are on that list, have nothing to do with cannabis, they're cooking podcasts and the like. But if you're listening to this show, I would surmise that you probably also enjoy spending time in the kitchen. And you never know, you might find another podcast that will spark some creativity in in the kitchen for you as well, regardless of whether or not you have cannabis in it in the food that you're cooking. So anyway, yes, check out that article. I'll link to it in the show notes. You might find another uh, podcast worth, worth listening to. And I was very happy to hear that. And a lot of the reasons that I was nominated uh, for this distinction was because of you, Yes, because people are listening to this show and I really appreciate it. If you've ever forwarded a show to somebody or shared it or whatever the case might be, it is because of those actions that you've taken that it helps to grow this show. So thank you for that as well. I couldn't have done it without you. Now let's get on to vinaigrette. Vinaigrette salad dressing is one of my favorite ways, one of my favorite ways to make a salad dressing. Why? Because they are so simple. At the very core, a lot of vinaigrettes are basically oil and vinegar. And that's it. Now, of course, you can make them fancier. And these ones are going to be a little fancier. But when you're pressed for time, you could literally do like a ratio of oil to vinegar, whatever your preference is, and leave it at that. And of course, the oil in this case is going to be infused. Now, of course, because there's typically a lot of oil in a vinaigrette, I would highly recommend that you use a ratio for the oil as well, some of it being infused, some of it not, just so that you don't end up overdosing yourself whilst eating a crunchy garden salad, because that is a surefire way to change your plans for the afternoon. In any case, the two that I'm going to be looking at today, I might actually include a third one in the show notes because the book that I got these from was actually called Gourmet Nutrition, the cookbook for the fit food lover. And I actually got this book when I was working on my precision nutrition level one nutrition coach certification, which I did numerous years ago. Now, I don't really do any nutrition coaching at this time. But of course, a lot of the lessons that I learned through that program were invaluable and are lessons that I try to apply in my daily life. And I did get this book during that time. And it has a whole bunch of different vinaigrettes in it. But I'm going to be focusing on two in particular that I found really good and quite simple to make. I will, if you're interested in learning more about Precision Nutrition, I will link to that as well. I do keep my credentials up to date because I feel like the information that I learned, like I said from that, was really invaluable. So... If you're interested in learning more about that, they often do have fantastic articles, science-based articles on health and nutrition. So if that's a journey that you're interested in exploring more on, they have all kinds of great articles in their blog posts with regards to that kind of thing. So I do recommend them. I do recommend Precision Nutrition for pretty unbiased health and nutrition information, because I know there's a whole lot of information out there, but a lot of it is often not very trustworthy, or it's gimmicky, or they're trying to sell you a product or that kind of thing. And yes, Precision Nutrition does try and sell. They have uh, programs where you can sign up to like weight loss programs, of course, but I don't find them too pushy or gimmicky at all. So so in any case, do check them out. I do believe in them. I paid my cold hard cash to become part of their coaching program and uh, enjoyed that for quite a while. But in any case, that is not why we're here today. We are here because we want to make food that gets us high. And this salad dressing can not be one of those food items that's also not sweet. It is very common for a lot of edibles to be on the sweet side. And this is going to be one that's definitely on the savory side. And the first one we're looking at is just a simple balsamic vinaigrette, like I mentioned, they are very easy to do because it's just a matter of putting oil and vinegar together. But this particular recipe today has you adding finely diced shallots and fresh parsley, as well as some salt and pepper to taste. And it's pretty simple. You're adding equal parts, uh, extra virgin olive oil and balsamic vinegar, and then a quarter cup of your shallots and finely chopped parsley and salt and pepper to taste and that's it you put it in a bowl or a bowl you put it in a you put it in a blender I did put mine in a blender I believe and if you don't have one it's not really that big of a deal you just put it in a, in a jar and shake it vigorously it is probably going to separate a little bit if you let it sitting out. But do keep in mind, if you refrigerate this, the oil does not freeze very well, and it's going to look weird. So you're probably better off leaving this one out of the fridge and using it up just because it does have the fresh parsley and shallots in it. But it's going to be really nice. And of course, the vinegar and the oil will help preserve the parsley and the onions that are in it. And that's a really nice one. So if you want to sort of elevate your basic balsamic vinaigrette, this is how you're going to do it. Again, you're going to put in a portion of the, of the olive oil is going to be infused in this particular case. And yeah, you add them all in, the, in your food processor, blender, blend it up, or just put it in a jar and give it a really good shake. It does mean you do have to chop your, your parsley and your onions a little bit nicer. But you know, that just takes a couple of extra minutes and you've got a delicious vinaigrette that you have. It's healthy. It's nutrition. It's uh, nutritious. It's elevated. And it's going to take your garden salads from meh to yay vegetables. I actually really do find that a really good salad dressing does take a pretty boring salad into something that's a lot more palatable. That's for sure. And this is coming from somebody who does eat a fair number of salads. The other one that I want to talk about is the roasted garlic vinaigrette, and this one was quite nice as well, but there is an extra step you have to take with this particular one because, as the name implies, you're roasting your garlic that goes into this particular vinaigrette. And what do you need for this one? You need some extra virgin olive oil is calling for a half cup. You need an extra, a half cup of red wine vinegar. You need your roasted garlic, some Dijon mustard, and fresh, freshly chopped, freshly chopped, fresh cilantro, finely chopped salt and pepper to taste. So I typically keep Dijon mustard in hand because it does tend to get used for recipes of this type. Um, so, you know, a little small bottle that's always worth having in your refrigerator door, probably on the bottom because you don't use it that often, but it does come up often enough that I find that I always have it on hand. And as far as the roasted garlic, this is another vinaigrette that's really simple to put together and like you can make it in hands on time or talking probably five minutes, perhaps, except for the process of roasting the garlic. And I've gotten the roasted garlic out of a couple of places. But in this particular instance, they suggest, and I would suggest too, actually roasting a whole head of garlic, because if you're going to go to all the effort of, roasting a couple of cloves you might as well just do a whole head of garlic and essentially you're just going to cut off the top of the garlic bulb you put it on a cookie sheet you might drizzle a little bit of olive oil on it you can also wrap it in foil I've done it I did wrapped it in foil myself when I did it and then you roast it for about 25 minutes you take it out of the oven you let the garlic cool so that you can handle it, you can always store it in the freezer to accomplish that too, a little bit faster. And then you can remove each clove from the bulb by pushing from the bottom and moving up. And I found like when I roasted mine, maybe I roasted it for a little bit too long, it came out almost like it was kind of funny, it came out like toothpaste from the tube at the end, because you're not peeling it. So it's like, the garlic is being held within its skin. And then you just squeeze it out. Now, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be like that. Maybe the one that I had just ended up being a little maybe I roasted it for a little bit too long. But if you have more solid garlic cloves, you can preserve them by covering them in olive oil in a jar. And then you have that garlic roasted garlic for other recipes that you might want to use it for. So it's sort of a bake once use numerous times sort of, of uh, proposition. Now, it doesn't really give you, it tells you that you need for this particular recipe. Where did I see that? That you need a quarter cup of roasted garlic. I am not really sure how many cloves that is, but I could see it being quite a few actually. So if it's more to your liking, just add two or three cloves. And if it's not garlicky enough, you can always add more and go from there. And so once you've gotten that, the roasted garlic part, and I am going to be using roasted garlic in next week's episode as well. So if you do want to roast some garlic, by all means, save two or three heads or cloves rather, not heads, so that you can use it for next week's recipe too. But again, It's a nice item to have on hand, cover in olive oil, throw it in a cupboard, and it'll be ready for you when you want to use it next, whether it's for the recipe for next week or whatever else you're doing in your kitchen. Simple enough to do. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention is that oftentimes you have these recipes that call for fresh herbs. And I know we're getting into spring and summer. I haven't picked up any yet, but I do plan on putting some fresh herbs out and some, uh, in some pots on my deck, so that I can grab them when I need them. But a lot of the times, I see a recipe. It'll be like you need a quarter cup of parsley, and you chop that parsley, and you're all happy because you have got the fresh parsley, and it's so great, and so good for you, and blah 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 blah. And then you wrap it up in whatever way you're wrapping it, and you put it in the fridge. And then the next time you need it, you you go to your fridge and you pull it out, and it's been. A lot longer than you thought since you bought it and since you put it in there. And that delightfully light, fluffy, fragrant herb that you have lovingly chosen from the grocery store is now kind of a wilted, wet, soggy mess that you're pretty much going to throw or compost. And I, if I had a dollar for every time I did something like that, I could probably retire. I hate, and I really hate wasting food like that when you just buy something and you put it in your fridge and then you kind of forget about it because you don't really need it. So thankfully you don't have to use fresh in order for these recipes to work well. And It's really just a matter of finding the proper ratios. And I found a website and it seemed to make sense to me because I always wondered if you don't want to use fresh because you don't want to bother going to the store, you have everything else on hand except for the fresh stuff, or you're just like, I don't need to buy a whole head of whatever or a whole bunch of whatever, just to use a couple tablespoons and then have the rest of it probably go bad in my fridge. Well, dried herbs are your best friend here. And essentially, what you're going to do is just figure out the ratio. And this website here suggests, and where do I get this website? It's basically a kitchen website, the kitchen.com. If you've looked up recipes at any point in the last, however long you probably have seen these, uh, this website pop up, but it, the, the, the website or this article is called the correct ratio when substituting dry herbs for fresh. So one tablespoon fresh herbs is going to be the equivalent of a teaspoon of dried herbs. So if you're finding that you just can't get to the store or it's going bad too often, simply substitute for dried herbs or just go a little more crazy on your salt and pepper. I mean, the dry herbs or the herbs are very nice to have in there, but you can certainly substitute for dried herbs. And I mean, on a couple of these, I feel like the balsamic vinaigrette, if you're not partial to parsley, you could probably substitute all manner of different herbs to your liking. It doesn't have to be parsley. So if it's just easier to do, go the dried herb route. That's what I would do because Herbs in the store are often not that inexpensive, depending, and the ones that come wrapped in all that plastic, you know, the ones where you get like, I don't know, three twigs of something and it comes in a plastic container, like that's a lot of waste as well. I don't I don't know why you can't buy bunches of barley, I, uh, uh, parsley, what am I trying to say, basil. I guess oftentimes you can, but more often than not, it seems the parsley and cilantro comes just free and then all the other ones seem to come in these little plastic containers, at least in the stores that I've been shopping at. So there's also that component too, where I sometimes don't want to buy something from the grocery store because it has all that wasteful plastic and I just don't need that much. The other option, of course, I suppose you could do is you could freeze some of the herbs as well. Uh, If you're going to use some and then you know that you're not going to be using those herbs for something else, you could freeze them for a later date for when you do need them. Or you could just try drying them yourself. That's something I've actually never done, but I'm thinking because I have some herbs in my fridge right now, actually, the parsley and the cilantro that I use for these recipes. And I'm not too sure when I'll be using them next. So perhaps I should consider drying them so that I can make my own dried herbs. How would that be? So there's definitely options, folks. Don't feel like you have to go out and spend money on something that's just going to go bad in your fridge. I've been there. I totally understand. So the other ones that I'm probably going to include, even though I'm not going to talk about them in this podcast, because we're kind of getting into the same subject matter is, let's see, there's a Greek vinaigrette that looked very, very nice. I've got the book open right here in front of me. And so I'll include the recipe for the Greek vinaigrette. There was also a caramelized, and that one, the Greek vinaigrette was an olive, would be an olive oil based vinaigrette so that you can use your infused olive oil, partial partial infused olive oils. There's also a caramelized shallot vinaigrette. Now that one uses a cold pressed sesame seed oil, which sounds quite lovely. It also has the balsamic in it, but unless you want to go ahead and try infusing sesame oil, but sometimes you're getting into specialty oils you might not use too often. So instead it calls for honey. And I love having infused honey in my pantry all the time because I find it a really versatile, um, it's a really versatile infusion to have. And that one calls for honey. So you can you can just use infused honey in that one instead of having to go and infuse something else altogether. And then finally there is, if I can find it here, the orange sesame vinaigrette. And again, that one is using a cold pressed sesame oil, um, it sounds lovely too, but it has honey in it as well. So that's going to be a honey-based infused vinaigrette there for you. So I'll include the recipes for those. This is like a big vinaigrette vinaigrette roundup post so that you have some recipes to keep you going through the whole summer, encourage you to eat more vegetables. And, and uh, if you're growing vegetables in your garden, more power to you. That's wonderful. I do not really grow vegetables in my garden. I do grow weed, however, but that's a special kind of vegetable, isn't it? But I get a lot of shade in my yard, so I don't really grow vegetables. And I also have a lot of squirrels. And I found even when I put, I used to try to grow some things out of my deck in big pots, like um, tom thumb tomatoes or tomatoes, uh, strawberries, that type of thing. But the squirrels were always digging into them and they got more of the produce than I did. So You know, the backyard squirrels are great. I love watching them run around and play sometimes, but I'm certainly not growing vegetables to feed the local wildlife I would prefer for myself. So I really just kind of gave up, but I definitely do like to frequent farmer's markets and buy the freshest stuff that I can. And why not make those fresh vegetables taste even better? And of course, any kind of vinaigrette like this, I'm sure you can think outside the box and use it on other items as well. Some of these might work really nicely as marinades for food for your barbecue for for the oven as well. So don't be afraid to think outside the box. So amazingly, I found enough to talk about about vinaigrette. Who knew someone could wax poetic about the the lowly garden salad but here we are so I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did don't forget to share it with somebody else who might also enjoy their their vinaigrettes and their salads and get excited about summer vegetables and like I said if you do roast that garlic I will be using it for next week's episode as well but I think that pretty much sums it up for this week my friends And in the meanwhile, as always, stay high.